Hello everyone, welcome back to Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and always we're a guy, oh, whoa, and always guys, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us, yes, still exist, video stores do. Um, I like how that phrase got jumbled on the back of my tongue before I said it. Uh, but yes guys, uh, this is recording two of the Marvel series, What If?, uh, the Watcher apparently decided that what we said something uh, incorrect or did not mention something correctly. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess it was my Jeffrey Wright impression that broke the system, which is why I'm not going to do it today. Or I also You're say, or, I, I, or as I also say, you made too many Dune references. <laughs> fine, I will keep it to maximum one Dune reference today. No, two's fine. You did three in the recording and you broke it. <sighs> fine. A uh, anyway, we are currently well, coming to you from a pocket dimension or something no, like that. No, no. The, the original show that has was... Has been banished yeah. to a pocket dimension. And, and the path cannot be found. The path cannot be found. So, of course, the person that's talking is, of course, the illustrious Buttmeister himself. The bad Jeffrey Wright impression person himself. How's it going? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show that mostly talks about movies. Sometimes video games and TV shows and other... Basically, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Um, if you're returning to us from the first time since uh, Jamie Lee Curtis month, thank you for tuning into all that. If you missed all of that, go back on LorainePictures.com or on Apple uh, Podcasts, wherever you are, and go listen to Jamie Lee Curtis month. You, you want the breakdown of Jamie Lee Curtis month? Go for it. Prom Night, week one. True Lies, week two. Oh, in that time, we talked about House of the Dragon with Matt Smith. Yeah. The trailer. Uh, then we, we did week three, The Fog. Well, John Carpenter's The Fog. And Delwood Wait, Blues was Delwood on that Blues, one. Delwood Blues, yeah. That was a really was cool fun. one. Uh, Fish Called Wanda, yeah. week four. And Halloween 2, week five. I had a lot of fun with all those. And I think y'all will too if you go if you want to go back and listen to that. But now we're back into our kind of regularly scheduled programming. You I mean, see, I miss the music. The, the answer... Did. Oh, well, that thanks. That was the main thing I missed. I mean, look, whether whether or not I make more of that music for this show is honestly completely up to the listeners. So please, if you liked it, talk to us. Send us a message on, or even if you hated it, talk to us on uh, cinemagems15 at hey, gmail.com. Let us know. Let us know. Cinemagems15 at gmail.com. If you were driven completely nuts by that last chord that I was trying to make a minor with a, a major seventh at the end, but it because of my weird tuning sounded like a major with a major seventh at the end. It was just really out of tune. If that also bugged you, you can talk to me on Twitter, CinemaGems uh, underscore pod. <laughs> also, if you kind of understood that, then email CinemaGems15 at gmail <laughs> And say, what is that? Because I kind of understood it to a certain point. You listened to it how many times? I'm surprised you didn't notice it. Because even I know. No, like, I did. I did that notice last it. was your... off, but it was my best take. No, I did. But your explanation. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. I almost um actually do you because you were doing an um actual moment. So I've gotten the chance to pitch Cinema Gems, the show, to a handful of uh, people we've met at Swapper Jacks, uh -huh. people I've met at Swapper Jacks at least, and uh, they always ask, what do y'all talk about on the show? What kind of movies do y'all talk about? And it really boils down to whatever catches our interest at a given time. Sometimes it's, it's new and relevant stuff. 
a month after it's relevant. And sometimes it's something that came out 40, 50 years ago that it's fun to look at through a modern lens. Oh, speaking about modern lenses, mm-hmm. about old movies, yes. Tiny Tony Hawk yes. told me that we should review the Three Musketeers 1970s movie with Christopher Lee. The Christopher Lee one, not the Kiefer Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell. Uh, I'm pretty sure oh, Tim wait. Curry is the wait. Cardinal. I have to I have to say no. I can't just shake my head. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh my no. goodness! So that might be in the pipeline. And also, uh, tomorrow is November 12th. So that's two years yes. of Disney Plus. So they're releasing Jungle Cruise. And Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I'm very excited to watch Shang-Chi, and I'm very excited to watch Jungle Cruise when I'm very drunk. Um, you don't need to be that drunk, to be honest with you. Really? No. The dad joke boat they get the, They get the jokes, look? they get the jokes out of the way within the first, like, five minutes. Do, are they pretty, like, self-aware of, like, we know what we're doing? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. It, think okay. of it, think of it as Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And the Mummy. Okay. In South America. Okay. It's, Shit. It I, knows I exactly what story. it is. It's a 1920s adventure film. It's exactly what it is. Okay. I, I got to check that out when it comes to Disney Plus for free. Uh, before we start going into the episodes of What If. Um, oh, I have a you meme. You have a meme. I have a meme that I have to do my best impression of a watcher, are, not are of Jeffrey do, Wright. Are you going to do your best watcher impression? Okay, go for it. Me at 2 a.m. Reading all 264 comments of two strangers arguing online. I observe all that transpires here, but I do not, cannot, and will not interfere. That was a pretty good take. That was a, that was a pretty good take. I, I think you're, uh, you're, you're, there is potential in your voice acting chops. Thank you, I guess. <laughs> I guess that was kind of sarcasm, smartass. That wasn't sarcasm. Oh, that was okay. actually a really good take. Oh. So, okay. we're going to start with what if... Episode one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What if can be found on Disney Plus? Yes. Thanks. The Marvel series. Jeffrey Wright is the watcher. We forgot to specify. Is the narrator. Basically the Rod Sterling of this Twilight Zone of the Marvel Universe. Did you say Ron? Rod, Rod Sterling. Sterling. I, oh, sorry. I thought I, I legit always thought it was Sterling. It's okay. I've That's been, a weird Mandela. I've been, I've been the same way. Patron is a very huge Twilight Zone. Like, fanatic. Which I love. So, she just dipped that in the bud, like, the first time we watched Twilight Zone Marathon on Sci-Fi. She was like, she was like, it's Serling. And I was like, whoa, okay. That That's a Mandela effect for me, because I've always thought it was Rod Sterling. Oh. Like, See, Sterling Mallory Archer. I, I had a, I had an uncle that was, that had the last name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, does that mean we're related? And we're, No. That would have been amazing, though. Um, also, um, speaking of Jeffrey Wright and Twilight Zone, um, I went and saw the French Dispatch yesterday. Yes. How was that? This it, is the newest Wes Anderson that uh, looks like. It was beautiful. Of, it, it, is this like what it looks like in the trailers? Is it as much of a mashup of everything in Wes, Ander- Wes Anderson's world just colliding? Yes. yes. I don't want to give too much away. Okay. But. There's a narrative that I pointed out toward uh, to Patron after we were watching, and I pointed it out, and she was like, "That makes a lot of sense, and that's probably exactly what happened." Um, so it's about like a newspaper okay. or a magazine, yeah, 
And you know when you read a magazine or a newspaper, it's usually in black and white? Yeah. So whenever those segments are shown on, on, on film or on camera, it's shot in black and white. Okay. And I pointed that out, and Patron was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably true. Yeah. And uh, Jeffrey Wright has a segment, and okay. he's smoking a cigarette, um, like standing, talking about like the, a narrator, and just smoking the cigarette, and having it off screen in black and white. And I was like, oh my god, I'm getting Rod Serling. Yeah, yeah. Like, jeez. The Watcher? Imagine. This? Yeah, I can um, only imagine. He was one of the best parts of the movie. And I think it was also one of the best parts of this show, What If. I'm glad that he's getting the recognition now. Absolutely. That he should have gotten, like... At least a decade or two ago. I was going to say, like, around the around when he played Felix Leiter and James Bond. Yeah. Casino Royale. Because I think he really started to take off, A, when he was in The Hunger Games. Because I think oh, it was in the shit, first Shit, he Hunger was Games in that, movies. right? He was I in only the saw the first second. one. I think he was in the second Hunger Games movie, but I'm not entirely sure about that. Uh... Hey, Cinemaniacs, please correct me on that. Tweet me. I only saw the first one. Underscore pod. Um, And then he was a huge part in season one of Westworld. When that was really big. And then he started to really explode even further from there. But we're not here to talk about the French Dispatch, but full gem. uh, If you go check it out. But you can in the era because me and Patron saw the last uh, show. The last screening available. The last screening available, yeah. Uh, wow. Unless it comes back in the area. Yeah. Um, so if any of your listeners were in the uh, showing with us, please email cinemagems15 at gmail, uh, 155 on Wednesday at Elmwood. It was amazing. I had a fun time, and there were a couple times where I laughed so fucking hard. I had to stop myself. I had to stop myself. It was a maximum of like eight people in that room. Yeah. Like, I think less than that. I'm a little bit jealous of how often you've gotten to, uh, to go into a, a super uncrowded theaters, borderline by yourself. AMC's A-list, man. AMC's A-list. That's so. They don't sponsor us. You ready to jump into this? Sorry, I just wanted to talk about Jeffrey Wright for a second. So he so he sees that we're talking about him, so he doesn't take this one. So he sees the effort of a whole second recording of this show. Like, yeah. that's how much we liked this show, is that we... we we could have easily gone like, you know what? Let's take off for a week. Let's make a funny pine. I never and let's said come that. back in last next week. We liked this show so much that we really wanted to review it, and we genuinely enjoy doing this show so much that we were like, no, let's go back for a take two. What if? What if episode one? What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Oh, she's yeah. sexy. Oh my God! When she's she sexy. pops out of that pod, them arms. Oh, please trust so, me, Peggy. So before, before, <laughs> I thought she was dropped out gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then when she got out, I was oh, like... Oh, Haley Atwell has, has always been perfect as Peggy Carter. and She's absolutely gorgeous. When she got out, I was like, oh, I didn't know you could get more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, look, I'm going to steal a few phrases from the uh, Avengers Assembled behind the scenes of What If. Um, but... They're absolutely right in that they captured the essences of the actors they were portraying. Well, the people who weren't voice right. acting the character? Well, even when the, the, the original actors were voice acting their characters, the, it wasn't a perfect one-to-one caricature of that actor, but it was a perfect one-to-one of that character oh, with yeah. that, vo- that actor's voice still behind yeah. it. And it worked really well throughout the series, especially starting with Haley Atwell. Um, 
and getting uh, her um, the soap the so- super soldier serum inside of her. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, the guy from uh, uh, Cabin in the Woods, not the bald guy, but the other guy. Yes, takes all the bets. He's the Bradley Whitford. Yeah, he's like the running part of like yeah. everybody, and he's sexy he's, he's as also, fuck. He's also the dad in Get Out. Oh, he yeah. I kind of, kind of forgot because he was such a bad guy in that movie. But that that's the thing. He's such a great actor, and he's been he's been good guys. He's been really maniacal bad guys. He's been like true neutral, like he was in Cabin in the Woods, which to... is also one of my favorite roles of his. But he played this sexist asshole. I need to go back and watch well. Get Out. Oh, you should absolutely. Everyone I've only should seen watch Get Out. Okay. It's phenomenal. I've seen it like three times. It's it's phenomenal. It's chilling, but it's an absolutely necessary watch, I think. Um, what did you think of this first episode? Where would you put it on the gem uh, scale? For me? For me. And did you have a, a favorite part? Any, any favorite parts of this episode that stood out to you? Um, yeah, when Steve got lost in the water and yeah. instead of Bucky... I was that, like, that was a that was a, a gut wrenching moment for I sure. Like, I was like, it's yeah. gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It was rough. There was so. definitely some rough. And then of course, <coughs> I, I love any time in the series that they have a Cthulhu monster. They have something straight out of Lovecraft. And we'll get into this a lot more later in one of your favorite episodes. I'm so sorry, listeners. I really am. That was a Cthulhu monster. I don't know if my microphone is rated for the admiral's sloppy slushing noises. Hopefully. Um, We'll check it out. We will see later on. It did make an interesting little pattern <laughs> in the uh, in the sound so, graph. So I would give this one probably only because I like a few other ones uh, somewhere between a half gem and a full gem. Like I really like this up until like a certain part, but now that I've seen the entire season, I like it more than what i did at first oh i agree so i gave it a full gem we we will talk about later when we get to the finale how well the finale ties up every loose end of the series Mm. more or less um Mm. i i love this episode i thought the series started off super strong first episode so it had a superhero landing absolutely (laughs) in fact i think she literally had multiple superhero landings uh so episode two what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? This is always tied for the Doctor Strange episode for me. This one yeah. and Doctor Strange are my favorite <coughs> of the yeah. season. I, I love the idea, and again, stealing from the Avengers Assembled behind-the-scenes thing, but the idea of T'Challa becoming Star-Lord, and because he's so awesome and such a cool dude everyone wants to be a part of his awesome including some s-tier villains of the galaxy who otherwise would have wiped out half of existence fucking thanos just voluntarily joins i'm like yeah i think it's all cool he talked me out of genocide he talked him out of genocide which like am i crazy or did you also get uh just because you know thanos is the voice of josh brolin um did, am I crazy for getting some Gurney Halleck vibes from, uh, I'm not going to tell you who Gurney Halleck is. It's going to hit you and you're going to hate me so much. Think, think for it's not a Goonies reference. It's not, it's not Goonies. 
is from a very recent movie that you hate me bringing up. Oh, think, Dune? Yeah. There you, you can go. make a Dune reference. <laughs> it's fine. You can make a Dune reference. But no, just the way that... Uh, that, does, that, that doesn't that, count. I hate that, that that doesn't count as a Dune reference. Damn it. The way that Thanos kind of reacts to and, and treats and respects T'Challa in this episode is very reminiscent of how Josh Brolin as Gurney Halleck respected the the Leos. The, and uh, the now you made a reference. Well, I'm just tying it back around. <laughs> I'm... I'm complimenting josh brolin on being a phenomenal actor even if even if it's just a voice act like, okay then that's half you get half of that okay fair enough half a reference half fair a dude enough. reference shoes now the tricky part is how i'm going to fit another half of the reference without overdoing it and um, breaking the timeline again so uh when when that's going on we see basically the collector yes. growing in power yes and becoming power soon yes and he's like, you can see how he's like controlling things and how he has things yeah. already in his place, which apparently is T'Challa's um, Wakandan spaceship. Yeah. That they actually find out that they were searching for him. Yep. And the collector kept it and kind of not, well, I mean, he did steal it. He collected it. He, you know, he got it possibly either killed the people the in, the inhabitants of the of said vehicle yeah. or they died from a long spatial time also howard the duck shows up he hangs out with howard the duck voice once again by seth green yes and also uh nebula gets hotter yeah not saying she's not hot in the marvel Gillen, karen gillen is already pretty damn hot yeah. um that wasn't her voice right was it yeah oh that was, was karen gillen and then what else the oh and then merle Oh my god. From Walking Dead just being like So the whole thing of how he got is they went to the wrong coordinates. Yeah. To pick up to to pick up uh Star Lord. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So are there any uh besides the whole episode being a beautiful tribute and an in memoriam to uh Chadwick Boseman. This is his last role. Full yeah, and, as this is his last performance period. As in in the main character. Yeah. Um I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm glad to, to that he went out on a good swan song. Me too. Um, it really showed how much gravitas there is in a universe with even Chadwick Boseman even just voicing. Made even better by the fact that this episode is not the end of this version of the character. No. Uh, because at the end credits after that one, we see... Uh, Kurt Russell's ego yep. go to the Dairy Queen. I like that it was the same Dairy Queen. Yeah, <laughs> that Peter Quill, uh, mom and dad hung out. Do you want to give this episode a full rating? gem? Full gem. I agree. Mm -hmm. Full gem on this one. And the next one is what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Okay, this one. This is where it started to feel a little bit weak. It, it started to feel a little bit slower. What if who done it? Who done it? Who did? And it, and it kind of works out as the Who done it. Spoiler alert: It's Hank, Hank Pym, because um, he goes crazy, which I did not see coming from the beginning. Either I completely missed something, or they did not really telegraph like the possibility of that this might be Hank Pym doing this all along, until the very end. It was kind of a surprise to me. Um, 
I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it could It's have a been. solid half gem. It's still a fun, entertaining episode. But if, because they opened this series with fucking Captain Carter and T'Challa Star-Lord, it's, the bar is already set astronomically high. So anything less than a perfect episode is going to feel like a little bit of a drop in quality, a drop in pacing. Uh, and not saying it's bad. Like, this is still a solid half-gem episode for me. When I went back and rewatched it, I still had fun with it. Even knowing the twist at the end, it's... I give it a half-gem as well. Yeah, not quite as strong as the first two, but still a fun episode. But that's okay. Because we get into number four. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? So, um, the... Watcher, apparently, this one hurts him the most, in a way. Yeah, because watching Doctor Strange uh, repeat the accent that he repeated in our timeline, but with uh, Christine Palmer, his girlfriend, in the car with him, and it's it's a Jules Verne time machine paradox situation where she keeps dying, and no matter what he does, no matter how many times he goes back into the past and tries to undo it, she is destined to die at some point in so he can line. become yeah. uh, the sorcerer, sorcerer supreme. supreme uh and well he does become the sorcerer supreme and then he also becomes uh insane else. um so so starts to manipulate some dark powers so he decides to go to Kamatage to find out if he can save her um and he learns about different mystics and all kinds still learns from the ancient one you know, Bob then becomes um, Sorcerer Supreme uh, in New York with B.D. Wong. Yep. As Wong. Um, and then after that, he notices that it's a two or two, two or three year anniversary yeah. and yeah. proceeds to try and save her. Using and the then, Eye of Agamotto. And then all chaos. Yeah. <laughs> he, he travels so far back in time to. The original, uh, the original, the the maker of the Eye of Agamotto, the the guy who created theories of possibly changing time uh, through through mystic arts, and he ends up manipulating a lot of powers from dark dimensions because uh, he gets like evil gnomes or something, and then uh, dragons, dragon hands, bats. and then straight up Cthulhu monsters. It's awesome, and then his hand starts coming to have tentacles, and yeah. all I thought of Bonitis. Oh my god. So yeah, this whole episode, and it just spirals. It's just a constant downward spiral until all of his actions have eaten up his universe to the point that he has to trap himself into a timeless bubble. Okay. And it's not till then that the Watcher is like, dude, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) And I like how how Dr. Strange is like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm alright. I know what I did was wrong, I'm sorry. Put me in timeout. How, how would you rate this one? Full gem. Are there any standout moments to you in this one? Um, when he when he try when he's fighting himself. Yeah. Um, just the oh, yeah. fact of Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch being Benedict Cumberbatch and probably doing like one take and then immediately reading the next line. Oh yeah. In in the other Doctor Strange. Yeah. And then be going. Okay, cool. We'll take that. Yeah. Um, I agree. This is a full gem. And it's also super sad. exciting and crazy. 
And yeah, heartbreaking toward the end. Because it's like, look, I, I know everything. this all out of love. Right? I know this. I know everything happens for a reason. But legit, there are some parts where it's just like, uh, it's yeah. like I, I, I can empathize. If you have someone that you care yeah. this much about, you, you, and anything would happen to them, I, I don't want to imagine what I would do, what I wouldn't do if there was a chance to get them back. Well. Who else am I going to get to co-host the show? Aww. Episode 5. What if... Chef Miyagi. Zombies. Zombies! Zombies! Zoinks, man! Zoinks! Zoinks, cool. So... Why did we do that? Why why do we do anything we do? Zombies. Cool. Uh, I I I like the Futurama reference. Yeah. I I love the head in the jar. There are certain parts of this episode that really made me laugh. I'm not going to say it's a bad episode. It's exciting. I love seeing all the Marvel heroes as zombies and them having to fight each other. They do explain in a very good way how this zombie apocalypse happened in this world, and it makes sense. The only reason I didn't love it has nothing to do with the quality of the episode itself. I was burned out by zombie stuff way before we were actual survivors in an actual global pandemic. And now I'm ultra burned out on zombies. <laughs> because we've basically lived through a demonstration of how people would react in a much worse apocalypse than just a deadly virus that just knocks out your respiratory system. Like, I don't want to imagine how it would be if it was this kind of ultra contagious ultra lethal and turning people into zombies that eat people people would be absolutely yeah i'm not gonna go off that tangent well all i gotta say is that i really enjoyed the way that they hid in the subway car oh yeah and uh, suspended up amongst the skyscrapers the only thing that kind of the only other thing that kind of bugged me about this episode uh do you want to talk about the the one voice actor in this that oh, isn't the so, original actor? So the original voice actor, Tom Holland, um, is not Spider-Man. Didn't come back for Peter Parker for this. And I have I, no idea why. I threw up a suggestion while we were discussing on doing the second recording. Yeah. And I said I wanted to mention this in the first recording, so maybe this is why. Hey, this is, is why is this why the path was not found? Exactly. So, basically... Um, I think that this might have been going or being recorded or made specifically while the Sony deal wasn't going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and people weren't worried about the Amazon rainforest being on fire. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Are there any standout moments of this episode that you really, really liked? Um, I really, really love the first third. Yeah. The first third? So getting introduced to yep. the world. Second half, I'm like, okay, you got Paul Rudd in a jar. Yeah. Head in a jar. You make a Futurama reference. I'm fine. The third act, I'm like, oh, fuck. I did not like the third act. Yeah. I am just a person. My word is not gold. Yeah. I have an opinion, and I'm stating it. I thought this episode was a half gem at best. Mainly because I didn't like the whole vision and wanda aspect that's just that's just me i i also think this was a i would call it shiny half gem but again for so many factors that are out of the showrunner's control it's it's not you it's me 
<laughs> it's not you guys. And then poor, poor, poor T'Challa is on like, isn't he on a, a, a gurney with like his leg cut off? Yeah, he's or, had his flesh fed to zombie Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, that that's fucked up. I love how creative they got with ideas in this episode. It definitely was a lot of fun. I'm just burned out by zombie shit. Alright, next episode. Number six, what if Killmonger rescued okay. Tony Stark? <coughs> All right. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Um, it's Tony. So, so yeah, this so one. This, this is a redoing of the opening scene of Iron Man where uh, Tony Stark, uh, while running with a convoy... He didn't have his flip phone! He didn't have his sidekick! His flip sidekick! He didn't have it! I was kind of upset. Yeah, instead of the opening scene of that movie, uh, Killmonger, Eric Stevens, who apparently has been doing mercenary work, uh, alongside some Stark Industries stuff, rescues Tony Stark. Uh, Becomes his best friend. Expose Obadiah Stane, um, and uh, use uh, vibranium that he found in Wakanda to build a humanoid combat drone. Oh, you mean how he basically went and found out that Tony would do that if he really liked somebody that much, got close to him? So Killmonger used it to his advantage. Yep. To actually, hey, I want to build this real-life Gundam. Yep. This real-life Gundam, can I have it? Yep. Okay, thanks. Um, I want it. And then he pulls, as you would expect Killmonger to do, a lot of crazy, deceptive Game of Thrones-level shit. So first it was one turncoat. Then it was a second turncoat. Or is the second one, the one is the first one, and then there's a third turn cut. Oh, how the turntables have turned. And it's just like, what, are we watching unless it's a Lazy Susan? <laughs> what? But no, that's Killmonger, though, and it makes sense that he would backstab anyone and everyone when it benefits him. Yep. He, he 100%, everyone around him is a means to an end. Yeah. And then, um, and then there's another cross, and you're just like, oh my god, this is too many crosses. This is another very heavy episode. Because it definitely makes you think. And a lot of the same ways that uh, Black Panther makes you think of just like, yeah, I, I guess there is a lot of our population that is absolutely not treated fairly and they would probably be very justified in taking up arms. Like, it would, yeah. Um, and, and anytime Killmonger comes in with that, it's just shaking. Uh, this was a solid whole gem for me it was rough but it was it was a whole gem it's up there it's it's in the same way that saving private ryan is hard to watch multiple times this is probably going to be hard to watch multiple times i would be completely honest with you i'll give this a full gem but only because michael b jordan does the one thing that when an actor does right and makes me hate the character yeah he's done his job yeah absolutely Oh, 100% Michael B. Jordan nailed I don't, it as I Eric don't Killmonger hate Steven. him for his viewpoint. I hate him about how he uses his likability, yeah. his tacticians, yeah. to basically maneuver his way through. Oh, manipulate. Big exactly. Time. Absolutely. Um, because uh, a lot of people don't like... Black Panther, and I don't like I, I don't like the I fu- last. I disagree with those people. No, I la- I, the last fight, this big CGI fight. Yeah, that's the only part I don't like because Killmonger says things when he's dying in Wakanda 
that are I'm watching totally the sunrise and justify it. No, that makes me feel things. Yeah. That I'm like, I should not be feeling these things. Yeah. But I completely understand. Yeah. The viewpoint that you have. Yeah. As a person of color. Yeah, uh, Kill- Killmonger, even from the first Black Panther movie, was an incredibly well thought out villain. And having him come back in this way, in this alternate, is, is fucking phenomenal. Um, Episode uh, 7. What if Thor were an only child? Half this gym. is a stupid fun time. Half I gym. liked it. This is a good little breather from the heavy shit of our last one. Uh, Science. Math. I magic, it. And magic. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Tempted to uh, try to get GLaDOS to do a science and uh, magic tattoo. Guess what? Hmm. Howard the Duck gets married. Oh, to Darcy. I love it. Which, it's by great. the way, if you know, you go back and watch, go back through Disney or Disney Plus's Twitter, you can actually see the wedding invitation. Aww. For them. That's cute. Yeah. Were there any standout moments of this one for, the, for you? Um. Other than Thor just being a total bro. Uh, really tall Loki. Yeah, Ice Giant Loki was fun. Uh, and I th- I think this might be my favorite appearance of uh, Captain Marvel. And <laughs> guess what? It's not Brie Larson doing oh, the not? voice of Captain Marvel. It is Alexander Daniels, oh. who's a voice actor they brought in. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That that's not that's not uh, Brie Larson. Sorry, Which, I like Captain why. Marvel. I liked Captain Marvel a little more in this one. Uh. So you said. Solid half gem on that one. Oh yeah, I agree. Half half gem on this one. Hey, this is a nice little reprieve before we get into number eight and nine. What if Ultron won? And what if the Watcher broke his oath? Okay. The big two part finale right. that just shakes the fucking universe. All right. My God. So, and also at the end of the Thor episode, we see Vision slash Ultron walk yeah. through the dimension. Okay. All right. So. The first part, the the second part of the first episode of the two-parter, I love. The first half of the second two-parter, I love. Yeah. I don't like the opening of the first half of the episode, and I don't like the the ending of the second. That's just, that's, I've had a lot of time to ponder after we've, we have to record this twice. We recorded the first time and then had in seventy-two to hours reconvene in a different dimension. <laughs> look, look, look! I'm sorry. I wish I would have had the prescience oh, to know. I'm not mad at you. And to and to. Uh, I'm not save mad at a, you. Another copy. I'm not mad at you. I'm not upset with you. He didn't get the reference. We we did it. That's another half reference. All right, so you got one more. I did it. <laughs> you got one more. <laughs> I snuck it under the radar. You didn't notice it. <laughs> um, I oh, by the way. love this two-parter. By the way, can I say one thing? What you got? I made a reference to a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy today to Tiny Tony Hawk. Oh, what did he I say? I brought it in and I was like, people of Earth, I have a place to put stuff. And he's just like, okay. And I'm like, you didn't get the reference? He's like, no. I bring her tidings of beer. And peanuts. I can't wait to actually have a, 
uh, a, a, good, a good tiding of beer and peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then people would be like, oh man, this guy's just giving out like grocery carts full of beer and peanuts. Why is he so good? He does this like every week. Hell, that'd be a hell of a way to walk into the annex one day. <laughs> People over <laughs> bring good tidings of beer and Wait. peanuts. Okay, we can start the show. Wait, would it, would I have to like would I have to like take all the beer and peanuts put up here first and then take the basket? Because if I drag the basket backwards, it would work. Tegoo, tegoo, yeah, tegoo, tegoo, it would just be heavy as hell. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so, I loved both of these parts. Uh, the what if Ultron one, you know, seeing everything in the bleak future where Ultron totally just destroyed everything. And what, the... seeing Black Widow and uh, uh, Hawkeye trying to get the Arnim Zola AI because they're pretty sure it's the only thing. And even the Watcher is like, this is the only thing that's going to help you guys. Meanwhile, Ultron... Destroys Thanos, just one shot, <laughs> slices him in half, takes all the Infinity Stones, becomes an ultimate being with higher uh, knowledge. Let's be honest, he rolled a dirty 20. Uh, he rolled, that was a natural 20 on that. You that think, was clean as hell. You think? That was a natural 20. That was also, like, imagine Ultron being a, a super high challenge rating. And Thanos just not ready to take that on yet. Thanos just like, oh, I'm just gonna walk. Oh, <laughs> straight through the fucking middle. One shot. absorbs the Infinity Stones into his body and becomes a higher being to the point that he can hear the Watcher talking about it. Yeah, he literally saw the Watcher or heard him. Yeah, Out, it's, it's like. And so he starts to go after the Watcher in, in his pocket dimension, and they start to fight throughout different dimensions. One of my favorite shots of this whole series is anytime he's landing a punch on the Watcher. Don't, don't hit the computer. To a different... My, this, I'm not going to hurt my, my Chromebook. My Chromebook's okay. But anytime he punches the Watcher, uh, it now, now why are you trying to punch me? To a different... <laughs> what? Is it because I read the comment? I promise I'm not actually trying to punch the Admiral. 264 comments. I read all. Oh my god. I cannot, will not, won't interfere. <laughs> so, the Watcher assembles the Guardians <coughs> of the Multiverse, which consists of everyone we've seen so far and, in the series. And I... Battle Hardened Gamora, which is from an episode that they cut that's coming out next now, season. Now, GLaDOS said that she thought that version of Gamora was from the T'Challa Star-Lord episode. No, because Tony Stark has some type of... Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, not Chitaran. Um, um, uh, not Xandarin either, but it's the Gladiatory. It's the Gladiator one. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Which I'm blanking. Sakar? Yeah. Sakar. Yeah, okay. Sakar. Because there also is a theory out that he, when he went into, and this could be the dimension where what if Tony Stark didn't come back from the bomb? Yeah. And he drifted into a black hole or the devil's anus and yeah. ended up on Sakar instead of uh, uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Okay. So that's a theory out about that. I mean, that's how I think he got there. But that's just me. Um, and then we get to see him mold different things, and he they get taken out. So, yeah, that was that was a cut scene 
It was a cut, like... A cut episode. Yeah. They're going to have that in season two. Apparently, now. yeah. Because okay. it's really weird that it's I'm, only I'm nine curious, episodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they were just strapped for time, though. Yeah. I also found all this between Tiny Tony Hawk and also uh, New Rockstars. Nice. Um, um, I loved both of these episodes. I think they're both whole gems all the way around. I was on the edge of my seat in that last little bit. I was a little bit disappointed by the very pedantic of, like... Oh, we have a Infinity Stone grinder. It only grinds up the Infinity Stones from my universe. Fuck. <coughs> yeah. That's such a pedantic little... Technobabble. It's so dumb. Technobabble. It's so dumb, but I'll allow it. Psst. Technobabble. Thank you, Admiral. Okay. Um, where, what, how do you rate this last, uh, this, this season finale? Together? Yeah. Full gym. Separate, both half gems. I I agree together, full gem, but also separately for me, they're they're both even watching them in sequence week to week, like how mm. they came out, I still loved them both. So Yeah, I mean that that's the season one of We made it, we did it, if. we didn't break the timeline this time. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see when this if this posts on Friday. And also, guess what? I went and saw Eternals on Tuesday after oh the original God, recording. How was that? Okay. Alright. So I'm convinced in my brain that you know how everybody's all about like release the Snyder cut. Release the, the director's cut. I think they accidentally released the director's cut. Oh no. Uh, because it's two hours and 37 minutes. My god. Don't know why. The original cut, there were scenes that where they, they jump back and forth between different times. Which is great. It's great if it's done properly. Yeah, you don't think it was done properly no. here though. Okay. No. They could, and they could have done it where they had a few here and there, like when they were going on a story. But start with the linear process and yeah. go from the beginning, all the way. Just keep going and keep going. Then go to the present day, and then you can have a few flashbacks. Not half the movies flashbacks. Um, I'm like, I'm supposed to care about these people. I, I've already asked the admiral to spoil the movie for me because I I have to. I, I gotta admit, I don't intend on seeing this. this until it's on like, Disney Plus. Until it's on Disney Plus for free, I do not intend on seeing this because it looks like the worst. It looks like Marvel regressing to its first stages of trying to figure out what the hell we're doing what? and making big spectacle CGI movies with limited practical effects and not a whole lot of actual plot. Look, I absolutely love the director. <laughs> Chloe, um, I don't know her last name. I can look that up. But she she's done a great job with the other things that she's done. This, I felt like if they would have had one more edit. Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao? Zhao. Zhao? Like Admiral Zhao from Avatar. Mark yeah. Hamill. Mark uh, no. That's not Mark. No, that's Jason Isaacs. Yeah, which, by the way, go. I'm listening to Thunderball, and guess who's reading Thunderball? Oh, no way. General Zhao. Zhao. General Zhao. My, my pick for the ultimate um, uh, Admiral for I life. think that we can, we can safely agree. Both, Both of our, our picks. picks. For the ideal Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Or Benedict Cumberbatch. I'd be okay with that, too. Or Benedict Cumberbatch. 
How about this? He's how about been this? Surprising me for years. How about this? Doctor Strange. He how really about, has. How about this? Hmm. Young Grand Admiral Thrawn is Benedict Cumberbatch. Old Admiral Thrawn is Jason Isaacs. I'd be okay with that. I'd absolutely be okay with Let's that. Let's make this movie. Let's shoot this fucker. Oh my god. Stop. <laughs> um, look, I'm not saying Eternals was bad. It was horrible. It was, it was the worst Marvel movie. No. It's not the worst Marvel movie. This is a solid half-gen movie. Yeah. That needed at least one more rewrite. If not, also, possibly, maybe not, one more edit. Yeah. Yeah. That's my take. That's my viewpoint. I don't hate this movie. I love the imaginative and the spectacle and also just the sheer nothingness that is space in front of you. Yeah. And the music Who was fucking play? great. Who did the music? Well, they also had modern songs with uh, with other ones. And the characters were great. The characters that I knew were going to survive because they mostly stayed, the camera stayed on them. Yeah. Was great. I was like, oh, these characters are great. And other ones, I was like, I want to hear more about this. Oh, is that. Oh, you're, oh, you're dying. Ooh, music by Ramin Jawani, the guy who did the Game of Thrones music. Oh. Maybe yeah. that's why they picked him, because it's Game of Thrones in space. It, yeah, it does look like Game of Thrones in space. I mean, look, you got Jon Snow and Rob Stark. Jon Snow. Which, by the you way. Nothing, Jon Snow. When they met, I was like, ooh, what they going to say? Ooh, what they going to say? Ooh, what they going to say? Hi. No, they're going to so you're the pilot. And I'm just like, you could have said so many other things. So I hear you're the king. Like, something. Something. Like, make a fucking reference. Come on, you had the, you had, you had it. We were all ready for it. It was ready. It was ready. We were going to knock it out the fucking park. And just like, so you're the pilot. Okay. So, I think this is going to be a slightly shorter episode this week. Again, I apologize for droning on and on last week about Dune. I think that's why I'm being punished this week with having to do another... I can't say punished. I didn't do it. Yeah. I'm not punishing you. Um, that being said... Jeffrey Wright is, though. If you want to hear more of us, uh, you can go to uh, lowrainpictures.com. L-O-W-R-A. Marty and the Arrogant Observer... Allows us to be on their website, and they're amazing. They're cool. Please go give them us, some love. You can find us on the Cinema Gems tab of LoneRainPictures.com. But if you go over to the Year Thirty tab, you can find our good friends, and they're great too. They're amazing. They're better uh, than we are by any means necessary. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, recipes, if I fucked something up, if the Admiral said something right, yeah, I said some right. You said I something did right. it. You did it. Uh, you can I email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Cinemagems15 at gmail.com. You can also tweet us. Follow us on Twitter. Cinemagems underscore pod. Uh, tweet us your ideas. Uh, what have what what have we not done yet that you want to hear us talk about? Uh, apparently, Tiny Tony Hawk wants us to talk about Three Musketeers 1970s. I'm okay show. with it. Again, as long as it's not <laughs> the Kiefer Sutherland one. No! I'm okay with no! it. No! Let's do it. No! Also, any older movie with Christopher Lee being a badass, I'm all about it. Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, let's go. It's bad. Uh, of course. It's bad. It's a James Bond movie in the 70s. It's bad. You can also find all our pictures of us and our, our pre-show shenanigans on... What Which I was very again? upset that we didn't take another picture. I don't think we need to. I did open a can, so it was technically possible that we... 
Admiral, what's the Instagram again? Oh, Cinema Gyms Pod. Cool. Um, as always, thank you so much to all of our Swapper Jacks friends and family members and Cinemaniacs for always supporting the show and encouraging us and giving us ideas and inspirations. We love you guys so much. Please be kind to yourself. Get enough sleep so you can wake up and be kind to others. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated if you are able. I got my booster. I'm proud of you. Because I am... I know you mentioned last showing... Last showing. Last recording. That's lost in the pocket. I mentioned that the path can't be found. Um, that a lot of people were concerned about the Honorable Tulsa and the Fantastic Miss Frida. Yeah. Because they were worried that we haven't heard any ear flaps. Yes. So I've actually gotten uh, a few messages from some Cinemaniacs. Uh, direct messages to the Twitter account. Um, They're in the booth up there. That have asked, hey, we haven't heard Tesla and Frida's ear flaps in a while. Are the dogs okay? Yes. We can assure you the dogs are totally okay. They are back at the... At, they're at Chef Miyagi's... Mobile. Chef Miyagi's mobile video store. Yes. Because the original new video store, you got a sunroof in it that is not livable right now. Right. So I... So the mobile store is more conducive... For the mascots right now, yeah. Uh, then the annex, but we do roll the windows down. It's not a mobile, as in like a car. No, like it's mobile, as in constantly moving. We can live wherever, right? Um, and uh, home is where your microphone is. Yes, <laughs> home's where the mic is. Oh my god. Um, but also, that's the main reason I got the booster is yeah. because I am living with someone that is a little bit more perceptible to it yeah and also i look i work at a job that is a high risk job absolutely we um, put ourselves we expose ourselves to people every day who might or might not be vaccinated might or might not be sick and we have no way of knowing and also um me and chef miyagi are booster buds because we got our boosters on the same day so i told the pharmacy tech i was like hate it that's our booster buddy out there we got booster buds and he's just like Okay. I don't know if we established this last week or a few days ago in the in uh, what if V one, uh, but are you Moderna mob or Pfizer fan? Moderna mob. Hell yeah. Um, well you messed up my joke because I had it. So I was telling the pharmacist about you know me and Chef Miyagi being booster buds and we got our boosters on the same day and he's like oh oh okay like I don't know why you're telling me this blah blah this and I just go do you need me to say the next fifteen minutes he's like no just go. Just go. You're fine. Just take some Tylenol. I was like, okay. And with that, I think we're going to go ahead and leave y'all on that note. As always, please be kind to yourself so you can be kind to others. We love y'all. But Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, Martin the Aaron Zerber, thanks again for letting us be on your website. And also, guys, wipe your hooves and see you later. But always, black lives always matter. Always, always matter. Goodbye.